0: cat sounds podcast i am brian mccauley mc here right here how have you been i'm well i'm hanging in there just like you are it was a busy week i felt as though i had a definite lack of energy i was seeing some diminishing returns on my hobby front Mm. i got a tape off craigslist this week I actually bought somebody's collection of over 60 tapes, but there was really just one I was excited about. It was the album Pinkerton from the band Weezer. I'll bring home the turkey will bring the baby! You know, this album wasn't too terribly successful when it came out. Not hugely popular by any stretch. Uh, But today it is beloved, at least by certain of Weezer's fans. And very valuable as a tape. So anyway, I got this tape home and there was a crack in the cassette. Which is fine. Um, Totally still functional. Usable tape. The paper... That sits in the cassette case, that's what we tape heads call the J-Card, had some wear on it. But worst of all, the tape itself was missing its pressure pad. This is an essential element if you want to play a tape. And a very, very difficult fix. Uh, If the metal piece that the felt pressure pad sits on is gone it is almost impossible to fix that at least in, in any way that will make the tape good as new without risking further breaking it. Uh, and here it was in this case it was, but I fixed it It took me literally over an hour, but I've got it working and I can't complain because I barely paid this guy any money at all for these tapes. Uh, I definitely got the better end of the deal. And it's fixed, so whatever. That was my biggest achievement this week. Do you want to achieve something? You should achieve calling the Cat Sounds 24-hour voicemail hotline at 949-484-9724. That's right, you can call or text it. And I will receive your voicemail or text to play on the show. One more time, that number, 949-484-9724. What should we talk about this week? What is on our agenda? Okay, okay. Well, this week, I had an idea. Here it is. Podcasts are getting more and more popular. Big players are moving into the podcast space. One way to consume and interact with your favorite podcast is on Patreon. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Patreon.com? Basically, the deal over there. You pay some monthly fee to one of these accounts, and I'm sure Patreon takes a cut, but you basically get extra bonus episodes that the poor general public can't access. One of my favorites is on there, the Fifth Column Podcast, and I am a paying patron, as we are called. It's $10 a month for that, and I get maybe one extra episode a week, though not every week, although there have been more just lately. I think this week there were two bonus episodes. So like I said, I paid $10 a month for that, uh, but many other podcasts are $5 a month, Red Scare podcast which is a very popular podcast, is $5 a month. That is another one that I patronize on Patreon. But all this patronizing can really wear on my wallet. Do You know what I mean? Shit adds up. So I thought I should start a Patreon. But the problem is nobody really listens to this podcast. Like, even if everyone who listens signs up for a paid subscription, I bet that total amount of money would not cover my own Patreon bill for other podcasts. Uh, So the only possibility for me with doing that would be if I set up shop and charged an outrageous exorbitant price, right? So that if I had like one paying subscriber, it would cover me, you know, just like maybe 800 bucks a month. And you get an extra half hour of cat sounds biweekly. How does that sound? Like, I almost certainly wouldn't be able to get anyone to sign up. But, you know, I do have a handful of family members who have substantially higher incomes than I do. And, you know, maybe through the pure power of guilt and pity, I could hook one of those suckers, right? Boom. Eight hundo, as a very close but now deceased friend of mine once used to say. Uh... But I'm obviously not going to do that because I love my family. I'm grateful to my close friends and family just for listening to this free podcast. I am lucky that they do. Chances are anybody who is even hearing me say this right now is in that group, broadly speaking. So why am I telling you about it? Because of the idea that it gave me because some people are not like me. They would not hesitate to exploit their close family members in this way even for short amounts of money, like the $5 or $10 a month uh, I occasionally pay to these other podcasters. Some people are naive enough to think it would be a viable business model to exploit the people close to them in this way. And uh, some other people, well, they are enormous pieces of shit, so they would just do this anyway also. But the idea is so much bigger than that. What I envision is a global podcast Patreon pyramid scheme. A Global global Podcast podcast Patreon Pyramid Scheme. scheme. And Patreon, that's a trademarked brand. So I will need another word that begins with P for right there in that sentence. Uh, If you are unfamiliar with pyramid schemes, or as the purveyors of these frauds like to be called, multi-level marketing, I'll give you the rundown, basically. Like, I would scam my friends and family into paying me this fee, right? But they'd also be buying the opportunity to start their own podcast, and then they'd scam people out of the monthly money for that, right? But I'd also take a bite out of that money because I, Brian McCauley of the Cat Sounds podcast, would be at the top of the pyramid. Are you getting it? Are Are you you starting starting to to see see it now? So like... I'd take my sister for maybe 10 or 20 bucks a month, but she'd start like kid sounds podcast or something because she has kids and they can be pretty noisy. I can say whatever I want about my sister on here because she is not among the people close to me who listen to cat sounds, but I won't go any further than that purely in the interest of time anyway. My sister would then hook suckers to pay her 10 or 20 bucks a month, and obviously I'd take a bigger cut than the cut she would be getting. But she's hoping to hook enough suckers through her suckers who hook enough suckers so that even her lower place in the pyramid is somewhere worth being. Many innocent people get hooked into these scams. They are typically presented as legitimate businesses selling legitimate products. But they always work this way. Where the real money is in these businesses is in recruiting people to be in the pyramid beneath the place at which you sit. Some big brand names have been accused of being pyramid schemes. Back in the day, this was like Amway, which nobody remembers now. They sold various home products. I don't remember it. But it existed. It actually still exists to this day. You can go on their website and decide for yourself whether it sounds like a viable business to you. Little note on Amway, it was founded by one Richard DeVos. If you recognize that name, it's because his son and the former CEO of Amway is one Dick DeVos, husband of Betsy DeVos, current Secretary of Education under President Donald J. Trump, himself known for running and being connected to totally sustainable and legitimate businesses. Totally Totally sustainable and and legitimate legitimate businesses. businesses. But Amway is hardly alone. Herbalife is probably the most famous multi-level marketing operation in business today. They sell various diet supplements. They've got a big old global headquarters near me in Los Angeles. I see it from the freeway almost any time I am in the city. Big company, very successful, but yes, a multi-level marketer. Now, as most listeners will know, I'm a sober guy, and I am a product of rehab. But not only am I a product of rehab, I am also an alumnus of having worked in the rehab industry. Uh, This is not going to be a discussion of whether or not that's a pyramid scheme. We will save that for a future episode of Cat Sounds, but anyway... Moving right along, in my time, I worked at three different rehab operations, and this was many years ago. Uh, I left that industry in 2013, but many years ago, like I said, when I worked in a drug rehab, one step our clients had to complete before we discharged them into sober living, which uh, is basically a halfway house, was to get a job. To become employed, uh, we would take them places and have them apply for jobs who would help them work on their resumes. And uh, for most people who were not employed, you would have to get a job before we would sign off on your discharge. And the scam they were always trying to pull on us was to claim that Herbalife, which had an office right down the street next to the gym that we brought them to to work out, they would claim they had just gotten hired. Herbalife because pretty much anyone can walk in there and walk out with a congratulations. You've just been hired as an Herbalife ambassador, Herbalife Herbalife ambassador ambassador, or whatever they might call it. Uh, Only I'm sure they don't use the word hired because those people are definitely not fucking employees with all the rights and privileges there too granted under California law. Right? So we would say no, Herbalife is not your job. Try Starbucks. They hired a lot of our guys. Or Bonds, the grocery store I worked at in another life. Herbalife knows feeling and looking healthy depends on many things. That's why you need Herbalife for your nutrition. That's a pyramid scheme is what my old boss used to tell these guys about Herbalife. But again, check Herbalife out and decide for yourself. Tell you another story along those very same lines. Many years ago, many more years ago than the last time I said many years ago, not long after I had finished high school, I was a shiftless layabout, a real fuck up. After a while, I had no job. I wasn't in college. And basically, I was just getting fucked up wherever I could find an opportunity to. My drinking was a completely out of control nightmare. That's why you need Herbalife for your hair. And it wouldn't be the last time. But anyway, uh, I lived with my parents. And after seeing this, how I was living for a time, they got tough. They put their foot down. They took away the car that they had previously provided me and threatened to kick me out. And my parents didn't often make uh, these kinds of threats, so I took it seriously. That's how I landed in AA for the first time and was, again, not for the last time by any stretch of the imagination, newly sober. But clearly, getting employed would have to be part of the solution if I wanted to keep on having a place to sleep at night. So I started voraciously searching for employment. In those days, the newspaper was still a reasonable place to find it. So I responded to some ad that vaguely said the money was good, not too good, which I reflected on later in terms of how these people run their scams. The good ones are careful not to promise you the moon because anyone with a brain will know to just pass that one by in favor of the next job listing. Uh, This one got me, I called up. And the person on the other end of the line told me to come in for an interview a few days hence. That's why you need Herbalife for your skin. So I go to this interview, which was in the town of Framingham, Massachusetts, a town where I had attended high school and the original home of the recently very famous member of Congress and super successful impeacher of the president, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff. Framingham is a nice town. I miss it, even saying this. Uh, But I go down there to the interview, and it's in some random office in an industrial park. When I get there, dressed in my uh, job hunting business cash and with a copy of my resume, and I see many people are there for the very same reason I am, and none of us know anything about this company or what they do. They have us all sit in a conference room with seats that were set up in the way, uh, you know, that That uh, the conference room is set up on the TV show, The Office, in episodes where Michael Scott addresses the whole team. What? Yes, I am right. So we all take our seats and this weird presentation begins. They tell us what the product is. It's knockoff perfume and cologne, but they say it's better than the real brands it emulates because of its higher oil content. To this day, I know nothing of cologne other than the kind I buy every five years or so. So this may very well be true, uh, that there isn't enough oil in it, but whatever. They tell us the story of their company, including about the brilliant old rich guy who founded it, After being wildly successful in a handful of other businesses, businesses, business ventures, some of which I I think were national businesses I recognized for whatever reason. But who the fuck knows if any of this were true? I don't remember the name of their company, and I'm sure I never heard of it again. Then they lay out the details, and I was someone who had never heard of a pyramid scheme before. I was that young and naive. But I was not an idiot. I recognized a scam right away. I recognized it enough that I refused to sit through this shit. Uh, And I was somebody who at that age often sat through somebody else's bullshit just to be polite, but not that day. I stood up from my seat and left the room and they fucking tried to stop me. Can you imagine that at a real job interview of any sort? Somebody being dissuaded from choosing to leave. For whatever reason. They were like, where are you going, my man? You know, I'm sure you can picture it. And uh, I forget what I said. Probably I, I wasn't polite, but I'm-, I'm sure I wasn't rude. I probably just said home. And although I don't remember what I said, I remember what they said very clearly. As I walked out of that room, one of these fucking jokers said, see, He's somebody Someone who doesn't, doesn't have, have what it, it takes to, to be, be successful. successful. Can you believe the balls on that guy? That over-coloned fucking snake who's probably sitting in Walpole Prison right now for any number of reasons. The balls it takes to say something like that. I remember this well because I know that I paused. Even if not in my steps, in my mind, I thought about turning right around and confronting this guy. I've got a short temper, but it was even shorter 20 years ago, and I really felt like these people had wasted my fucking time when I needed to be out looking for a job so that I wouldn't have to be out looking for some place to live, which would have been the case if my parents had actually followed through on the threat to curb my ass. It, I, uh, uh, I'm i somebody who under those circumstances might have done something. I might have even done something. Maybe I wouldn't have slugged the guy. I didn't want to go to jail, but I might have knocked that card table full of knockoff perfume samples right to the ground and shattered every one. I wouldn't have realized back then that that was probably as much of a path straight to a night in jail ...as hitting the guy, if for no other reason than it probably would have provoked a real fight. But anyway, I did manage to keep walking. I didn't cause any trouble. I ignored my very shallow, easily injured Irish pride. And I walked right the fuck out of that pyramid scheme recruitment meeting... ...and never heard of it again. I didn't even tell anybody about it because I was embarrassed that I hadn't clocked it as a scam... From the ad in the paper, or at least from the phone call where they told me to come right in. Like I said, I was young and naive, and my pride was hurt by that experience. I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want to tell any of my friends or my family. But now, it has been almost 20 years, and I feel safe to share about it on the Cat Sounds podcast to you, the listener whom I trust. Herbalife is for all of you. But anyway, uh, back to my global pyramid scheme, which I'm now thinking I'll call the Cat Sounds Global Patriarch, Patriarch, not Patreon, the Cat Cat Sounds Sounds Global Patriarch Podcast Podcast Pyramid Scheme. Uh, It's just an idea. I had just a thought, like uh, run through your mind from time to time. I'm not going to do it, but I would not be surprised if somebody did it. Because the people at the top of these pyramid schemes do become very rich. They have to, because those people are then showcased by the real con artists in various marketing materials and company magazines. You see them in their mansions and their hot tubs with their very expensive exotic cars. All of it to demonstrate that you, even you, can become wildly successful if you'll just follow them down the very same primrose path, because yeah, some of the dirtiest, most unscrupulous people who undertake these wicked missions have found themselves quite wealthy. Sometimes they even venture into politics because they think their management style can be just as effective there, and you know, sometimes their spouses find themselves getting to rewrite education policy for the whole country. It's quite an American dream, an American dream, if perhaps not the American dream. So that's that. That's my statement on pyramid schemes. A few notes. Lastly, if you want to watch a TV show about pyramid schemes, you can check out Showtime's On Becoming a God in Central Florida, which starred Kirsten Dunst and premiered on that network last year. I found it watchable. Those fucking tanks told us we'd get rich. The system works. Look at where you are. about where you want to be. I won't be poor again. I won't. There's just one season. They were going to do another, but reversed that decision, citing the COVID-19 pandemic, as many, many other TV shows have similarly been canceled this year in a complete TV network bloodbath, but it's worth checking out. It certainly works as one complete story doesn't end on any kind of cliffhanger. I didn't even expect them to have a second season when I first saw it. Herbalife is for all of you. If you're interested to learn more about Herbalife, you can check out Scott Wapner of CNBC's 2018 book, When the Wolves Bite. When the Wolves Bite. Audiobooks available on Audible. I loved it, Uh, though I wish he had reported a little more about the pyramid scheme aspect of the story. But that's not what the book is about. It's about the fact that Herbalife is a publicly traded company and details the fight for its control by the mega-rich super players of Wall Street, Carl Icahn and Bill Ackman. Uh, But one thing this book will illustrate to you is that even at that illustrious level floating high above the actual pyramid, well, there are plenty of shitty people up there too. So I recommend it, especially if you like stories about the financial markets I don't follow the markets too closely because you can really drive yourself crazy doing so. But I do like to read books which report individual stories about the subject like this one. Or uh, my all time favorite is James B. Stewart's 1991 classic Den of Thieves, which chronicled the saga of 1980s insider trading. Now, that's the end of that rant. Enough. Enough of that. Going to end the show this week with uh, something out of the norm. There, There is no norm here on Cat Sounds, of course. this is not a democracy. It's a cheerocracy. I'm sorry, but I'm overruling you. You are being a cheer-tater, Torrance, and a pain in my ass. This is a cheerocracy, and I am the cheer-tater. I am the cheer-tater. I talk about what I want, when I want. Capiche? So from time to time, I do talk about politics I'm not going to do that today. Uh, I'm sure you'll be relieved to learn. I'm not going to talk about that per se, but I am going to talk in the area of politics, specifically in the area of political advertisements. I am going to review a political ad. Now, here I am uh, in Costa Mesa, California, in the nearby city of Garden Grove, Garden Grove is a city in Orange County. Maybe you've heard of it. Sublime, the uh, band, used to sing about it. Anyway, it's got, uh, perhaps from that, a kind of a reputation. I mean, generally even here, it's got kind of a reputation. I used to work with a guy when I worked in the supermarket who was from Garden Grove. I worked mostly in the deli. He worked in the meat department, but this guy was named Robert and we used to take cigarette breaks together sometimes. And Robert would tell me things which he thought of as like trashy things. And he would say shit like, that's just how we do it in Garden Grove or, you know, classic Garden Grove. And uh, to me, these things always sounded pretty normal. Uh, But in truth, I'm from kind of a trashy place myself, if I'm being honest. Uh, so that's perhaps why, but anyway, you know, cut to present day and there's a guy on garden grove city council, and I'm not going to pretend like I can pronounce his name with any kind of fidelity, but his name is fat Bui uh, that's spelled P H A T B U I fat Bui Uh, so fat Bui is running to be the mayor of garden grove. And for that purpose, His campaign recently released a music video. It came my way via a Facebook ad. Now I'm going to play it for you, but uh, please do note that you're definitely going to be missing out by hearing just the sound. So I do urge you to click on over to Facebook using the link I will put in this week's show notes uh, to watch it for yourself. But anyway, let's take a listen to old Fat Buoy's new campaign ad. Fat Boy 2020, he's running for men. You know what I'm talking about? The world is in trouble. Yeah, here we go. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, so don't you move. I'll tell you how I became an ex in the town of Garden Groove. Hey, you guys have permits? Doctrine, But the communist one, I didn't know what to do Looked up, saw a man in red, white, and blue As I opened my mouth, then I started to scream He said, I want you to live the American dream I hopped on a boat and I sailed across the sea To a fresh land that was full of opportunity To the world's number one freedom, love, community You know it, it was the land of the free And I got into politics cause I wanted to repay What was given to me by the good old U.S. of A Now look at me sitting here speaking what did you think of that pretty good right i love this ad i think it's terrific and the video is even better because it captures the style of the original Fresh Prince opening quite well. Now, you should realize that Fat Bowie is not the actual rapper doing the rapping, which becomes instantly clear if you watch any other video of him on his Facebook page. West Grove deserves better than this. I am Councilman Fat Bowie, and I'm running for mayor. If elected, One of my top priorities will be bringing upscale establishments and restaurants to this shopping centers. But it is really him dancing and otherwise appearing in that music video. I don't know anything about his opponent or opponents as the case may be or what their music videos might be like. But I do know that if they haven't got music videos, the gauntlet has now been thrown down. It is incumbent upon them to respond if they want to be taken seriously in any event i give this music video four thumbs up count them four thumbs up and that's it that's the show for this week remember you can always leave your feedback uh for the show or on my personality or on my worth as a human being on the Cat Sounds 24-hour voicemail hotline at 949-484-9724. That number, just one more time, 949-484-9724. And of course, you can always text it, too. Uh, Our music is Matza, which appears courtesy of Frog Belly and Symphony from their album, The Eye, an album which I own on vinyl. Please check them out on Bandcamp and at frogbellionsymphony.com I'll be back whenever I hope you have a great week, month, however long till the next time we talk vote if you want to Uh, if you live in Garden Grove I suppose you could vote for Fat Bowie. and now that you've heard the rap it's hard to imagine why you'd vote for anyone else but that's really your choice Um, this is not an endorsement per se but like I said I really like that video anyway Stay fresh yourself. Goodbye.